Hello and welcome to Mice Cast with your host Greg. <coughs> My kid Jeff, I'm gonna die. <laughs> Don't make Already. any promises. You're not. Ah, oh, oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel like uh, that's right. We're not supposed to swear this week in California. Uh, Fuck that. <laughs> if I breathe too deep, I'll start choking. Okay. There you go. I'm I'm cursing in California all week. I don't give a shit. All right. Okay. Well, here. All right, so here we well, are. Well, Mike is as healthy. I'm going to drop my little plop, plop, fizz, fizz here, and we'll start that oh, effervescence here. Oh, my God. All right, so while while Rich, you know, Shaft is self-medicating. Yes, heavily. Um, I guess we're going to run down some listener response because there's nothing else much compelling going on out there in the world that Disney is there. Not really. Uh, not no. that I can think of, no. And I haven't been around it for the past week to be able to tell you anything, so. All right, so which mail do you want to start uh, with? That, that wouldn't really actually change the accuracy of the information. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't. <laughs> Bite me big time. All right, let, let's go, let me go to Carl's first, because Carl always sends me stuff. It doesn't matter what show it is. He sends it to the same email, and it's not your guys' email. Uh, but you have it. Yes, I'll read along. And if you start stumbling over it, then I'll correct you. Well, this guy's a brainiac, so his is probably written correctly. But um, our our Lord Vader did apologize, and it was as I thought. He was mobile and uh, thinking quicker than his little fingers could type. Uh, been there, done that. All right. Uh, okay, this is from Carl. That's the guy that's uh, inventing the third-generation projectors for the phones that has demoed them to me. I, I think he did answer once. He's not a Ph.D., but the guy's a brainiac. Just yes. Very smart guy. All right, nothing too serious, but a couple of fact checks on the last two MiceCast. First, copyrights. In the MiceCast Olympic opinion, you discussed copyrights, and I think you implied that it was a relatively new concept. Now, I don't know if I did, but I guess we. I think he's just saying we, you know. I think I, I was trying. I know that what was relatively new was the extension of them. Well, yeah, he gets to that. Yeah. His copyrights are actually pretty old. The U.S. even has it written into the Constitution. My dad and two of my brothers are patent lawyers, so I was taught at a young age that the United States is the only country to have patents and copyright provisions written into its Constitution. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 8 of the United States Constitution, known as the Copyright Clause, the Copyright and Patent Clause, or Patent and Copyright Clause, the Intellectual Property Clause, and the Progress Clause, empowers the United States Congress to promote the progress of science and useful arts by securing limited times to authors and inventors the exclusive rights to their respective writings and discoveries. Note, the part about securing for time uh, or limited times, which companies like Disney and other large copyright holders via their lobbyists in Congress have largely nullified by extending the length of time in the case of copyrights. Copyrights are not original U.S., and the origin of modern copyrights goes back to England in 1709, but the idea goes back even further, and he gives gives us a link. Wikipedia. To Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah Wikipedia. <sighs> hey, you know what? As much as we make fun of it, is fun of it. there is a lot of useful information there. Yes, useful okay. and at least, useless. At least for a start, right? Gives you a, sure, gives yeah, you a it start. gives you a place to start, and if you're going, hey, bullshit. You know, the, you can go other it places. Tells you, it tells you to go both directions. You gotta feel bad for those guys that used to go door to door selling encyclopedias. I mean, they've they, you know, they've pretty much killed that market. Yeah. Uh, but I remember the first time an encyclopedia was available for computers when computers first came out. Sometimes they were packaged with, you know, the CD reader or um, 
And it was like, wow, I gotta have this. Oh, yeah, I got my first Collier's. Yeah. It's all on one disc. And they suck, though. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they, they were. They, they had. They negative. they were like snippets, right? They weren't full articles or full sites or something. I right. just remember they, thinking they, they hadn't quite mastered the uh, mastered it yet. But yeah, it was it was pretty cool still. In E O No, you said something to the effect that at least Elvis didn't have anything like child molestation in his history, and I had forgotten about this. So uh, uh, Carl has reminded me. I'm an Elvis fan or MJ for that matter. But Elvis was involved in a big controversy over dating the then 14-year-old Priscilla when he was stationed in Germany. Correct. I remember that, too. That yeah. is that is true. You remember it? No, I'm, I remember yeah, talking. I remember reading oh, about okay. it, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't old enough back then. Though, I got to say, 14 beats the age of the, the kids hanging around. Yeah, and, and, and do you see what you look like just at 14? Yeah, and and also we're talking about what 1950s out in the south. I mean, he was what 19 at the time. That's not. Yeah, you gotta be. You you just gotta be happy it wasn't his cousin. Yeah, Yeah. or sister. Well, and you know, ultimately married her, right? Yeah. Or I was watching Year One this morning. I lied with my mother once. Big disappointment. Wasn't really what I expected. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Something to that effect. No, I've not seen that movie. No, oh, no. <laughs> you know what? It's typical Jack Black. It's funny though. All right. Now, so, but hang on a second. Now, let's 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 examine this. You know, molestation Elvis versus MJ thing for a minute, right? Uh, diddling the same sex versus an underage girl of the opposite sex. Yeah. Okay, but now if you're if you're Priscilla's dad, right, and one of the most famous dudes in the freaking country is you know wanting to date your daughter. Are you really going to be that objective to it? Oh well, now you're sounding like he's horning around. I don't know. You know, I, from what I understand, everybody I, that I know that knew Elvis said he was a, a great guy. Yeah, I, and could he have really? Well, you could say this this same thing about uh, could they have gone anywhere without being noticed? Well, when you got a ranch the size he had, but then you could say that about. Oh, uh, well, I don't think he had Graceland yet, so. Uh, uh, that, I think, Germany I think time? It, I don't think so. I, you know, but. I think he pretty much courted in public, and yes, there was controversy. But to me, uh, but, I'm but again, we're also talking about a 19 year old. I, I think what when he was in in Germany he was 19, 20 years old. 19 year old kid. There's only like about was, five or six years different. Michael's a 35, 40 year old guy mm. that's hanging out with. 11 and 12 year old kids. Yes, yes. Well, I, I think he was in his 30s at that time. Okay, Maybe. still, still in his 30s. Yeah, twenty year difference, right? Uh, okay, but yeah, let's see. Wait, uh, that was uh, selective service for Elvis, right? He would have been drafted, so he might have been. Did he put it off? Did he get to nineteen? Oh, okay, I'll fire and, up the old googly. Uh, yeah, you also, do. Also, uh, Elvis is just with the one girl that he's dating. Um, it's not the uh, Webster de Jour of whoever's the popular little kid on television or whatever at that point. I mean... It wasn't just popular kids on TV, though. There were other no, I mean, people who let their... You know, quite frankly, I don't get it with, with MJ. I, you know, would I have let my kid to go to Neverland if I didn't know about this? Oh, well, maybe for a day visit where you get to go ride the rides, to stay all night and sleep in the house with no adult supervision other than Michael around? No. Elvis was 22 when his number came up. No, is that interesting? And in 19, January of 1957, he's 22. 
Elvis turned down their officers wanting special treatment. Elvis is going to serve like the rear GI. <laughs> January of 1958. He's quite a, that's, you know, that's, well, okay. so he's 23. So 23 to 25. So I think he's a little bit older <laughs> than we're you know thinking. Yeah, yeah, I my, guess he was. My dad was probably the same age difference between my mother, but the time he, uh, they dated, she was out of high school. You know, I, sometimes I put it in perspective. What were we? The wife and I were talking about something, and then I did some quick math in my head because I'm going, God, that, that girl's a babe. She goes, a little young. I'm like, no. And then I said, well, she, senior. Oh, she would have been in second grade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, I'm not going to justify Elvis's actions. I, you know, it probably was a controversy of some at the time because I don't care if, even if you're from the South, uh, you know. There are proprieties, and there are proprieties. But anyways, yes, Elvis had that one little thing that was probably uh, maybe a big deal at the time. Not living through it, it's hard to say. I lived through the MJ thing. Uh, you know, that was in our time. So we saw that, and, and we saw the other stupid things he did, like hanging his kid over a balcony. Uh, and did you hear that it was on the news today? I guess, You know, the mom's got the kids, right? So I guess Jermaine or... Somebody lives at the mom house. is in Michael Jackson's mother. Yeah, he has yeah, the kids. Has uh, I guess Jermaine's kids were there, and the thirteen-year-old bought a stun gun over the internet. Yeah, I heard about that. The child today. protective services have come out. They've been chasing around blanket. Uh, who names her kid blanket? The youngest That's one, I guess, is blanket. I heard. Well, actually, he has the same. He has the same there. name as the other boy, Prince. Yes. I, they were calling him blanket today. On yes, uh, his nickname is blanket, but his real name is oh, the same okay. as yeah. Okay, so he's another George Foreman, a bunch of Georges. Uh, so anyways, I guess the stun gun was taken by security, as uh, the, the, the hosts were saying that when it came in the mail, the security and the property took it. But either they found it or he had another one. So Child Protective Services has been out. I guess Blanket was the uh, the target from one of Jermaine's, I think it was Jermaine's kids or Jer- whoever. Uh, or his, his kid's name was Jafar. <laughs> What is it with celebrities? I, I, you know, Moon Zoo, uh, Moon Unit. Moon Zappen, Unit, yeah. Dweezil, yeah. Don't forget Dweezil, yeah. I was yeah. just watching uh, Running Man with Dweezil Zappa. El- Elvis had Graceland by the time he p- p- uh, ran off to Germany, by the way. Oh, okay, nice. Oh, okay. So he could have been diddling uh, Priscilla up there and no one would have saw it. Okay, yeah. moving on. Carl finishes with no biggie. I just caught myself wanting to talk back to my iPod. Well, that's okay, actually so you wanted to yell. That's our... That's what, that's our goal. goal. Yes. For. Yeah. We, want, we want interaction. Several of my friends from the local NFFC, now the Disney Anna Fan Club, should Is be Is it seen. official that it's now named that? Yes. It has been official for a while. But uh, on, uh, in fact, there's a new logo that was designed recently by an NFC member in a competition. Uh, for the transition, they're calling it NFFC, the Disney Anna Fan Club. But officially, the name has... I've uh, been changed as far as I know. Okay, cool. Uh, should be seeing you at Westfest. I wish I could, but I can't get away from work. Wishing you well and success in your job search, Carl. Nice. Yeah, nice. Very good. All right. Now, did so I, did I send you the one that said Diddler, Jim, and Greg? DDA. Yes. Yes, oh, you DDA. did. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that was a little quick one. I don't know if that we need to read that one, but I just want to make sure you guys got it because it uh, – Okay. Oh, and now I'm looking at who it was sent to. It was probably two of those other people I don't know, I guess. I was thinking they got our names wrong, but 
now that I re-look at it, I, I don't think so. All right. Ooh, looks like we got an email as the show is going on. Wow, that, that's yeah. good. Interesting. I didn't oh, get I, Only I got it. Um, yes. Who's it from? Yes. Well, I'm just – it's from um, Ryan in Vancouver, you know, Canadians, some of our favorite <laughs> people. Hey, Greg, love the show. I had a couple ideas for you. Uh, what are your thoughts about Cars Land? And maybe give me some pointers on what rides to visit on a busy day. Hmm. I <laughs> like the idea of Cars Land. I just wish we had some new ideas other than everything Pixar. Uh, so. Well, you know, you go with what makes the money, right? I guess yeah. so. We've talked about it. I like the Cars. Cars is not the most popular amongst the Pixar uh, films, amongst uh, Disney fans. But it is one of my favorites. And I, I'm actually looking forward to it uh, quite a bit. It's funny, though, because, you know, when I talked to, or I shouldn't say I necessarily, or I, I'm not playing Bill Cosby talking to the kids, but when I hear kids talk about movies, Cars continuously comes up, much more than a lot of the other movies, except for maybe uh, uh, Finding Nemo, because we got the submarines in the uh, in the turtle talk, but Cars keeps coming up, especially with the uh, boys, you know, the uh, four to nine-year-old crowd and the boys. Okay, maybe let, let me qualify it some more. I think it's more the young adult to adults that I hear that Pixar or that Cars is not their ranks pretty low on on the Pixar favorites. Uh, I can see how the young kids would like it. One of my favorites, I actually liked it a lot. Uh, but a lot of the people like around the DPN and and some others I know, so they're old, a little older. They don't like it or like it less than some of the other ones. Let's just put it uh, you know, one. Okay, well you'd have to ask them why. I would think. You know what is it? Uh, a lot of it has to do with the story, which I thought was kind of simplistic. Not they didn't think the animation not was very, any big deal. You know, blah blah blah. Wait a second. The story, yes, not very original. I agree, but come on, the scenery very immersive. I thought. Well, I, I think the scenery was very stylistic. I liked it. I liked the way the cars actually looked like. Yeah, you know, forget the part where he flies through the air and the wind thing at the end or whatever it was. But when they're sticking you know, out his tongue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when they're driving and it's vibrating a little bit. Yeah, a little bounce, a little bounce by the road. Yeah, yeah. I thought all that stuff was done really well. And, you know, I, 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 am I, I'm continually amazed by Pixar and other animators who can take a totally inanimate object, uh, you know, like a car grill, and give you belief that there's a personality there to speak to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's yeah, one thing true. to do it with animals because you already kind of – Have a you face. Know, have a face and they have personalities and all that but uh you know some will say a car has a personality you know no two cars of the same make will drive the same there's something quirky about every car or computer that you know you almost think they do have a brain uh maybe they're all cylons i don't know but uh, well you know, if they're toyotas they're just non-stop <laughs> i i have i have opinions about that but you know if a person can't turn the car off shove it into neutral, neutral or or downshift to first and let the you know transmission explode. I don't know. I think maybe they don't have people, deserve to have a license. Yeah, I think some people shouldn't well, be on the road. But did, they did, did, just real quick, did you hear that one uh, on our uh, local radio KFI a couple of weeks ago? They actually played the testimony of a lady that had a Toyota, and she did all those things, and it wasn't turning off. It she threw it into reverse. She did everything, and it would not disengage. The motor just kept revving higher and higher. Well, of course, the engine would keep going higher and higher, but no, she it was it maintained 
drive status maintained in the drive gear, even though she put the transmission into reverse. Well, okay, you know Prius, Greg, is drive-by-wire, right? Was it a Prius that she was having a problem with? Prius is a braking issue. It's not an acceleration issue. Is that, I don't know. Which one had the acceleration issue? Uh, Corollas? Just pick the other eight models. Yeah. <laughs> Camrys, uh, Corollas? One of the Lexus, I think, be the Corolla, yeah. All right. I, I, it was just interesting no, listening to her The only thing I heard was saying that it kept going. I couldn't get it. She never, when I heard her speak and they played her, she never said she did any of those things. She just said she couldn't get it to stop. That's yeah, she said, said she did all. The, she said she called her husband. Her husband told her to go through it again, trying to get it. Finally, it start. She said it started slowing down, and about, and she kept trying to turn it off. And finally, at about thirty-five miles an hour, it turned off when it dropped down to about thirty-three. I think she said. And what kind of car was this? I can't remember which model it was. And her husband even made the comment. They, uh, she pulled it over to the uh, left shoulder, the center divider, and Stupid. they towed it. Well. She was just glad to get the car stopped and get out of it. Sure, because it's possessed, of course. But you know. Yeah, but they towed it, and hus- she said later on, her husband, when was sitting in the driveway, her husband just was checking the uh, transmission and put it from park down into drive, and suddenly the engine kicked on and started trying to go, and he quickly put it back in the park, and it shut off again, and he just got out of it, and that was it. They never got they got rid of the car. Now, you heard more of the show than I did because when they when they played the clip for her, she just kept saying, "I I tried everything, what, put on the brakes." So you, you know, it she, wasn't she said specific. She, was standing, so. she had she said she had both feet on the brakes, standing on it. She tried the handbrake. She tried, or not that she didn't say handbrake. She said she tried the emergency brake. She tried shifting gear. She tried uh, turning it off. None of it did anything. But anyways, we digress. Hey, um, speaking of Pixar, real quick, this is the show before the Oscars. We have to make a comment about Pixar. No, we don't. Yes, and there's no guarantee the show will post before the Oscars anyway. Well, Up being uh, into two categories, Best Animated Feature Film and Best Film. It's not going to win Best, best Picture. And probably has a good chance of winning Best Animation. But I wouldn't be surprised if one other film did, just despite Disney and Pixar's dominance of the category. Well, Disney only has two uh, nominations for the animated features. Uh, dominance overall, all the time, every year, oh. dominance. I didn't say dominance this year, but their continued dominance, let's say, in that uh-huh. genre. It is, of course, Disney's... Yes, it is. I saw, um, actually, I think the foreign animation film, uh, Book of Kells, I think it was. Yeah. I actually think that looks pretty good and it could be a winner simply because it is so different and not the typical, let's say, polished Hollywood mega buck 3D animation flick. Book of, uh, Secret of Kells. Secret of Kells, that's it. Yes. Uh, but, you know, and obviously, I uh, I don't know. I don't think um, the return, and I'm air quoting to the an- hand animation style, because it wasn't done all that much by hand, uh, Princess and the Frog. Well, I'm going to, I don't know what the box office numbers are, but I'm almost considering it a flop because it didn't have much staying power. No, it didn't. 
there was no buzz around it other than I mean they other built than the up parks, to it, yeah, and then nothing. Yeah, that was kind of interesting there. Oh, should that last on that email? What rides to ride when it's busy? Anything you can and everything you can. I don't think that's, <laughs> that's right. I don't, I don't think there's anything you don't do just because it's busy. You yeah. may have a threshold of how long you want to wait in line, but short of that, um, uh, I wouldn't not do anything just because it's busy. Um, anything in particular that you would recommend? Um, don't like like I always say. Even though you see a long line, pirates. Don't worry, that line moves fairly quickly. Uh, is there any other attractions you can recommend similarly that even if it looks like it's a fairly bad line, don't worry about it? No, because I think if uh, it's your one or two trips of the year and you want to do something, don't worry about it being busy. You, you know, you've got to choose, choose your threshold of what you'll tolerate. And, and for the most part, the line estimates at Disneyland, I won't transport that to Florida because I've seen some very erroneous information on their wait times even with the, the electronic method they have um, but trust it, it's probably a little shorter than the, the sign says and uh, no I, I'm not daunted necessarily by a long line because I've been in long lines that are long I've been in long lines that move quickly I've been in a long line at the mansion where it's been excruciatingly long. I've been in a long line where it moves, and I'm wondering why the last time it was so excruciatingly slow. <laughs> so, um, no, I, no special thing like that. I really think, and this is the way I treat it when I go to Florida, it doesn't matter how busy it is. I want to do that particular attraction. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to let it being busy stop me from some way figuring out a way to either fast pass it, get there earlier on an, another day, in some way, uh, make sure I see a particular attraction. All right. All right. <clears throat> so we'll there you go. Greg McNaughton, Die Hard. That's, okay. That's right. Should we move on to uh, Brian Stormance? Uh, sure. We or can... did you need to set it up? Um, no, I don't no. need to set it up. I was just going to take a quick trip to the boards and read something that a friend of ours left there. Okay, let's let's jump over there. That's that's a really good idea. Okay. Now and tell tell them what thread it's in, and you know. Okay, so DPN.com, right? There's a thread for our our Olympic show, Micecast number one fifty six. So the first post in that thread is me saying, "Here's the show. Here's a direct download link." Uh, and uh, let's see, I dropped that on February twenty third at six twenty in the morning. Well, three hours later. How many? <laughs> three hours. It's not very long. Three hours the later. Sh the show was probably hours. Yeah, I know. Hours, right? Okay, so three hours later. You and, know, and, no, that, was the, that was the show we were talking about, the uh, person that had to pay tax on a churro. Yes. Oh, gosh, yeah. you're prescient. You must be looking at this post right now. Well, you know, I, took a, I took a look at all the wagons that day, the next day, uh -huh. when I went to the park. I, uh -huh. Every one of them had sales tax included, except for the one that I mentioned, which was the beverage cart over there in Fantasyland. All right, well... Let me read the so, response. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it starts I, I with... I saw the response there. Oh. <laughs> and, I, so, and I have a response to him, too. Okay, so oh. good. I'll read, I'll read that response, and you can give yours. So the response is, hold the effing phone. Oh, by the way, this is from our good friend, the Galactic Hero, Jimmy. All, all caps. On an, yeah. yeah a five, five, four, five exclamation points. Okay. 20 minutes in, and Shaft already doesn't know what he's talking about. 
I don't know where Bob from Denver bought his churro from, but it definitely wasn't an ODV cart inside either park. While all the churro carts have been taken over by the quick service restaurants, none of our locations add tax on top of our product. Our no, seeing as how I'm now part of QSR and not part of security guest services. <laughs> With a little smiley face. <laughs> a little, little, little dig there. Yes. Yes. And then he signs it off here. First of all, you know, okay, yeah, he's part of QSR, which means he's even more limited. And he's in one park or the other. They've, they have been separate part, separate departments for how to, I don't know how long um, between um, South well, why, Park why and Disneyland. Why don't you tell him what QSR is? Because quick, quick service restaurants. Quick service restaurants. Okay, that's all it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know the two parks have have separate departments that, and they have now granted you know everything comes from quote unquote food administration which is the high ivory towers up there in the north end at the uh, hot dog but there are subtle little differences between the two and now that they've put into this QSR there's even a little bit more differences between them but i you know he mentions here about uh that the that they don't charge tax, or I should say, the tax is already included in the price. You know, like I said, the next day I did go take a look at all the wagons in all the wagons in Disneyland Park, um, and I will emphasize Disneyland Park since Galactic Hero works over in South Park. Um, oh. um, that uh, all the uh, wagons in Disneyland Park do say sales tax is included with the exception that if you go into the fruit stand over on main street the uh, fruit stand over do, do, okay wait 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 does the fruit stand sell a churro no then it's off topic but they do sell uh, coca-cola no 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 they do sell coca-colas which they sell which the churro stands do and um what else do they, they have i think depending on which right stand. but here here we're talking, talking about, about a churro, churro cart but here's the thing: is that was you the pay tax we had. for Coke in one place, and you don't pay tax. Right. For that was a question we got about a year ago. That if you go to the churro cart, I think it's three dollars for a Coke. Tax is included. If you go next door to it, right there uh, across from Village House, at the fruit stand, it's three dollars for Coke. But they add the sales tax on top of that. Now I have not taken a look at the uh, prices if they've changed or modified anything in the last couple of weeks. But I'm going. But I'm willing to guess that's probably still the same. Oh, you know what? Okay, I'm sorry. I got to go tangent here for a minute. This conversation reminds me of a movie I just saw, Forty Pounds of Trouble. Oh, did you buy that from? I bought, bought it through Amazon. So it's the only place you can get it. Because yeah, it's the print-on-demand stuff. Print-on-demand DVD. Now, here's what yeah. you don't get. There's no extras. It's the movie, and that's it. In fact, there was no splash, and there was no screen it just started and oh so none end- that, not that stupid fbi warning or any of that right right when it ended it started again <laughs> <laughs> uh, but those are the good old days where movies uh you know all the um uh, information you needed to know was all at the beginning and when the movie ended it was over the end but there was a funny outdoor vending cart if you want to call it that and there's a couple inconsistencies well I should say there's a lot of inconsistencies when they get to hey, this movie, planet. but it's you know it's fun to see the park in that day. It's fun at the entry to Tomorrowland. Tony Curtis stops to use a phone, a phone booth. Now later when you see him running around the hub, the phone booth isn't there. 
So it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a device that's used at this portion of the entry to Tomorrowland, literally right off the hub. But, um, um, oh, what's the chick's name? Uh, 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 Bob, Bob Newhart's wife. Suzanne Plachette. Thank you, Suzanne. Well, you know, TV wife. Suzanne Plachette's got the kid, the 40 pounds of trouble, and she says, oh, we'll buy a hat while you're in the phone booth. There's a guy, <laughs> kind of a chubby guy. I think he might have had a Donald Duck hat on with a card table. And for people who don't know what those are, they were a thin table with four legs that folded up that you'd play cards, cards on. on. Yes. You know, there's a card table with some hats kind of set up on it and a guy standing there selling them. I thought, I got I hope they didn't sell this way, that way in those days. And it was just a device for, for the, the movie. But I had to laugh because it just it looked so funny and out of place by the standards I've known since, let's say, the late 60s uh, in the park. Uh, but it was still, it was still, no. but I'm sorry, all your outdoor vending going cart to cart to cart reminded me of that cart, and I just yeah. have to say something. No, that just reminds me, I've been watching, they uh, played uh, North by Northwest, and the scene in the uh, restaurant near the end where... Uh, Kim Novak's about ready to shoot Cary Grant, and suddenly in the background you see the kid put his hands up to his ears. Yeah, it's funny. Because <laughs> he knows what's coming up. Well, you know, I, I Karen walked in the other day, and I was watching uh, Moscow on the Hudson, and she's like, I wondered why I was stopped, and I was clipping. I was uh, clipping a little scene out of it to put on Facebook. As um, Robin Williams is walking with his uh, 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 Derek was it Derek Cleveland? Cleveland, Derek, the guy from Sliders, um, is a guy he's, you know, living with at first security guard from, you know, the Macy's or wherever they were at. Um, they're walking through what he describes as the ghetto, and there's a guy with an Epcot shirt on huh. in the background. It's like, you know, clipped it out and posted it, and then um, Wedway Radio Nate uh, answers that, hey, that's the retro shirt, and they're selling it again in the in the park at Epcot. And it just reminded me, I was telling Karen how in that, uh, I couldn't think of the movie, uh, but the one with the heli- the black helicopter that went all silent and everything with uh, Roy Schneider. Oh, Blue Thunder. Blue Thunder. And then the, the, was it a Pinto? It had the Disneyland yeah, Park. Disneyland uh, Park. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. On the mirror, so. Uh, and, you know, were either of these on purpose? I don't know, but it's funny when you see something like that that, you know, most people probably wouldn't even recognize, but um, to the inside people, it's kind of funny. Moscow on the Hudson, that was kind of like a downer movie, wasn't it? You know, at the end I was watching, you know, and I'm already somewhat of a, in a downer mode because of not being able to find work and all that. And I'm watching it, and, and in one way it's it's very, it's happy. The guy, You know, the guy got his freedom. He got away from the Soviet Union. But in the other way, there's, there's it's kind of a downer. He's alone, you know. He's in a foreign land. Yeah, we may be the greatest country in the world, but when you've lived oppressed all your life and you come to a place and you don't know anybody and you kind of exist from day to day on your own, uh, you may have a few people you come to know. You know, yeah, it did did seem kind of a downer. But then, you know, at the end he meets the, you know, the K- I don't know if he's KGB or just whoever was, you know, their handlers who he defected to saying, I can't go back after you did that, you know. Uh, but yeah, it, it kind of had a downer at the end. Some of the music kind of, you know, was that sad blues type stuff. But uh, but still, you know, 
it's a it's a fun movie. It's not a real upbeat movie. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, no, you're expecting lots of Robin Williams yucks and. Yes, yeah, not one of those. A lot of I think the trailers yeah. led you to believe some of that when he's like, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, you like a McNugget McFries McCum again or something like that, you know, yeah. all his, his funky accent stuff. Well, but, of course, back then, that's when Robin Williams was still being known for Nanu Nanu and not being a serious actor yet. And to see him coming into, well, getting a little serious on some of the roles was kind of a shock. I think time. he was fairly past the Nanu Nanu uh, thing, but he was still a, pretty much known as a comic and not, not I don't think much is the, the serious. Start, stop snorting your microphone, Richard. Sorry, I'm trying to breathe here. So uh, Okay, so... Um, uh, all right, so are you done? Okay, so are you done with your response to Jimmy then? Yeah, I'm, I'm just okay. looking looking down at the bottom here about uh, this question here about uh, with Greg so proud of his Scottish heritage, it's funny to hear him dodge dogging on curling, especially since the stones can only come from Scotland. Well, you know, I looked up curling because I really don't know that much about it, other than I remember blurting out in the new Canadian film in Epcot. Was there with Chris, and you know we're checking out. They're, they show people curling. I'm like, oh, that's not a sport. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody turned around, and said it is too. <laughs> and you did this with Chris. <laughs> yeah, yes. So I I looked it up. Yes, it is a, a Scottish <clears throat> game, and it doesn't surprise me considering you know the English were so oppressive. A lot of the, you know, the games were, in some way. I don't know what this game had to do. I didn't really look at the. The uh, why they did this thing, but I just saw that it was from Scotland. But you know, you get you get caver tossing and the stone tossing. A lot of this stuff was, you know, uh, at least according to Braveheart, ways to stay in shape. And uh, you you couldn't fight swords, couldn't have all that. So you know, you did all these. Right with, with, yeah. but I, you know, I'm just picturing one of these Scottish festivals where you slide your stones on the ice, you handle your balls, and you toss your logs around. Well, you know, funny. You know, I just went to a Scottish festival and. That's that's one thing why I've never really thought of curling because none of the Scottish festivals here are um, well. Even if it is, okay, I, w I wanted to say they're not held in the winter, but even if it was, we wouldn't have any ice or snow. And there's caber yeah, tossing. There's caber tossing. There's the stone. I forgot what the stone one is. You know, it's kind of like a shot put, but they do it with the big stone. Uh, uh, I forgot. It what has it's a special called. name. Yeah, it does. Uh, but you know, I, I I was joking the other day when I I I was watching. At my grandmother's house, and they were—it was the curling finals, uh, and uh, <laughs> I just went on Facebook. I'm like, you know, when's caber tossing come into the Olympics? Because I mean, come on, you know, throwing this rock on, and then to watch these guys—they're like so serious, you know. It's I, almost like it's almost like bowling, you know. They they get going and they they let it go ever so slightly, and maybe put a little bit of a spin on it, and those, and they're yelling at each other, and they're planning a strategy, and and the guy. Yeah, man, I was getting into that a little bit when I was watching some of the Canadians in the semifinals. That was getting kind of fun. Yeah, I forgot. I think I was watching. I think Sweden and somebody else, and they were, you know, the, the announcers were funny because they sounded like from they were from the movie Fargo. I mean, they couldn't have been <laughs> any more ethnic to the the uh, the event, and you know, of course, they're very serious. Midwestern. And, you know, oh, I don't know if he can get it in there. You know, he's he, he might have to hit here and ricochet. You know, and and you know, and they they can take a timeout. I mean, a fucking timeout and curling. What do you mean? But I guess there's like a, there's a time limit to throw so many things and do your right. you know whatever and um, you know and the, all the yelling to you know like stop brushing, stop brushing. But you know it's all I couldn't understand it because it was I think it was the Swedes. 
Um, and they're all well yelling in Swedish. Yeah, it was funny, but it, it was it somewhat entertained me. Kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, what was it, the thing? What, it maybe this is a uh, variation of the game. What's the um, uh, the ones you, you you pushed a little puck with the stick, you know, and it kind of you get shuffleboard. Yeah, it seemed like kind of like that in a, in a way with without the ice, but who knows? But I I still you know there's a lot of things I don't think are sports that we do as competition and the Olympics do as competition. I just think are a total waste of time. But you know, <laughs> I think I don't nice. get into the Olympics. I watch. I got to see the last few minutes of the hockey game, which we lost to Canada. Congratulations, Canada! Um, now. Now the hockey uh, hockey commissioners thinking I don't know if we want to allow our players to play in the Olympics next time it interrupts our season. Uh, yeah, this year it was here, but you know if it's halfway around the world, blah 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 blah. Hey, deal uh, with it. You know, like Niedermeyer. Uh, is, I think is Niedermeyer still with the Ducks? I'm not. Oh, even I don't sure. know. But anyway, he's playing for the Canadians, and you know, it was, we we scored like in the last few seconds of the game to go into overtime. Then we blew it in overtime. But anyways, you know, it's. Um, I don't know. I, I think the Olympics are just way overblown, especially now since it's officially all pro. I mean, there's one thing to always complain the Soviet Union yeah. sending pros. Now they're pros, and we're like, ah, you know, we can see this every day. What do we need? You know, I don't yeah, know. that is true. I, I, I miss seeing the uh, college and strictly the amateur stuff that used to be out there. So I, that was, the, you know, 20 years ago when you had the uh, hockey team at Lake Placid, or 30 years ago, I guess now, uh, when you the, had them the in 1980. Lake Placid. Yeah, I think against the the, the Ruskies. Yeah, it it was uh, that was those guys were just uh, college college age type guy. You know, twenties between twenty and thirty. They, none of these guys were pros. They were all yeah. We've all we've all seen the Disney movie. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> and I don't think uh, any of them were close to thirty in college. That they no, are they're they were in their early twenties. Well, I think wasn't the captain 22 like 29, 28, 29, something like that. No. Yeah. No, they were they were young. You know my favorite Olympic story. I have two. It's the uh, England English guy who did the high jump in the Winter Olympics. I can't remember his name. He had a nickname because you know they never compete in that. And he he sucked, but he was just there for the fun of it. Are you and talking about the high jump? Or are you talking about the ski jump? Talking about the, the long ski jump. jump the, yeah. The, yeah, the the lone eagle. Yeah, yeah, the postal and, worker, I'm trying to remember his plumber, name. or whatever he was. And of course. The Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a Disney movie about that, too. <laughs> yeah, it is. Don't know how accurate. It's a funny movie, but don't know how accurate that is. All right, so back to the show. So Richard got slammed, and he slammed back saying, uh, screw <laughs> you. Park, yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, I, hey, I'm stating the facts. I did not know. I went over to take a look, and uh, they uh, still have tax included which uh, Galactic Hero says the tax is included. I'm agreeing with him on that. By the way, brand new popcorn wagon over there by Matterhorn, I thought it was rather an interesting looking machine. Where they're, well, it, this is the, the neat thing on this is, you know, up to this point, you've always had buckets of oil. Is it uh, environmentally friendly? I don't know. This is, this, it's interesting. You, you've had buckets of oil. Uh, in, in my old days, we actually had plastic buckets, and we had to scoop the oil and put it into the oil reservoir on the popcorn wagon. And then they put in these steel cans that had a little heater on there and a little pump that pumped up. Now they have oil like the bag-in-a-box, like your sodas are. They have the popcorn oil in the same type of soda box. Like, the, like, like the good quality wine in a bag? That kind of Exactly. A it's like, <laughs> mm. So I'm just kind of interesting on... Uh, how that's gonna 
work out. I but guess as a former I, popcorn I say it's nice to know you can still geek out on a popcorn wagon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say I don't even remember how we did it at Nods. I think we just, you know, scooped them, scooped a little, a few kernels, <laughs> poured in some oil and let it go. And you know what? I don't give a shit. All right, moving on. Uh, Darth Vader did have uh, an answer because uh, we gave him a load of crap, crap. about his uh, typing skills. You know, and it could be seen through that mask and, you know, those big gloves. It's kind of hard to type on his uh, little iPod. But he did answer in the boards. I just want to say that oh. I'm humbly sorry for the poorly written email. I was using my iPod Touch, and it was a little small for my sausage-sized fingers. <laughs> See? With those gloves, the big old fingers. When I was talking about ant behavior from a specific demographic. I was talking about a specific culture that just celebrated their New Year's. <laughs> and the leader of the let's, group let's goes... Not put, let's not put too fine a point on it, okay? Yeah. When, <laughs> when the leader of the group goes in one direction, they will follow as ants do, and if you have the audacity to try to break in the line, they get very flustered. That is true. I've seen that and had that happen. Uh, I could understand using... An iode for elimination of electrolysis in the water. This would eliminate the rusting or corrosion of the items of world of color. But I was wondering if this would be enough. I used to work on boats and would have to replace the iodes every year due to the hard water in Arizona. You are correct about the question being that there is a platform that would rise and lower due to the level of the water. Well, Darth is done for right now. Keep up the great work. Uh, now, I want to say that we had an email that addressed... Um, a certain demographic. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did you. Oh, you didn't get this, guys. Sorry. I, I will for Jesse. Um, whoops, I almost sent it to Jesse. This one uh, also addresses demographic questions that we um, have proposed, touched, touched on, uh -huh. touched on. And I'll, I'll go ahead and just read it. I sent it to you guys. Um, let's see. Uh, hey guys, love the show. I ran into this site titled Why. You should move to California, and I was thinking it might be a good show topic. So we might have to go back to the topic, but he's going to get into the uh, the Olympic opinion show here. Okay. I was born and raised in Orange County, and I left my beautiful state 11 years ago when I was 21, and now I'm thinking of returning home. Why don't you just stay where you are, okay? Uh, you might be asking, why not just go back? Why are you researching move to California? Well, things are different now. I'm no longer single careless 21-year-old that packed all the shit in his 94 Escort yeah. in what looked to be a modern-day opening theme of the Beverly Hillbillies. And I was doing <laughs> five, mile, five miles per hour <laughs> up the Rocky Mountains. I have more important people to think about before I make the big decision, wife and kids. Anyways, I was researching about moving when I ran into this site, and I thought it would be a good topic, maybe half a show, because you wouldn't want to deviate from the Disney talk too much. Just my thoughts. So I, I haven't looked up the site yet. He actually didn't give us the URL. No, he didn't. Search for it. Oh, oh and but I'll just Google oh, it. Go right ahead. Here. You gonna no. look it up while yeah, I'm doing this? Okay. Talking, and yeah. I just got through listening to your show, Olympic Opinion, and wanted to add a comment about certain ethnic groups that like to fiesta on rides. <laughs> <laughs> I belong to that certain ethnic group, the Hispanic group, not the fiesta group. And I'm actually a third generation Californian. And let me tell you what you're talking about. They are loud, and it's just not at Disneyland, at the store, or on the, and on their cell phones, too. Usually, it's the older generation causing the fiesta, 
or the recent immigrants that have immigrants that haven't learned the culture here. But having been around Hispanic people all my life, I can tell you that most of the time they don't realize they are being loud and bothering other people. That's just how they are used to being when having fun and when excited and happy. Of course, I'm not justifying anything. It's still bothersome when you're on pirates and you get loud uh, people of any groups overpowering the mayor's plead for mercy. But it, went, but it comes with every culture. I know all of us have sat in the same boat with loud, crazy teenage girls. I once heard a lady, non-Hispanic, talking with her friend loudly and obnoxiously, letting everyone on Pirates know how much she disliked Fantas Fantasmic, and though it was the stupid and yeah, and though it was the stupidest show ever. It goes without saying that a lot of mean looks from everyone within 50 feet of the ride queue. Thanks for the great show. You guys rock, Jesse. Uh, I got to agree with that one. I mean, one of the ones I found was the most offensive call. I had two or three girls sitting about two rows in front of me on Pirates, and they were just talking loud, and the one girl was on the phone with another girl, I'm guessing, and they're all doing this whole little gossip session, and we could hear it all the way in the back. I, I'm only two rows behind them, but they can hear it in the back of the boat, and finally, by the time we're on the first drop, it's like, shut up. We were so yeah. grateful that their phones yeah. didn't reach down underneath, underground. I've had that, too, where, and, and that reaches across the, uh, the aisles. It's like, get off the fucking phone when you're in. One, I, I have it two ways. In the queue, if you're inside the building, I think, kind of, you know, when you're in some interactive portion of the queue, get yeah. off the freaking phone. You're getting ready to get on the boat You're not or the ride vehicle. You're not going to know how many people are in your party when you get to the front of the line if you have to think too much about who you're talking to on the phone and what you're doing in the park. You know, I mean, come on. It's it's annoying. But I do have I, – I, I thought of this after the guy said fiesta and all that. And th I think there's another aspect that we may not have covered. This is probably going to sound really, you know, not racial but prejudiced. No, uh, but coming from me, hey, you know, I, I'll say it like it is. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a racist or prejudiced person per se, but, you know, I, I call it like I see it. Uh, Hispanics usually come from large families. Right? My in-laws are large family, but they're Irish and – Italian. Italian. What are Irish and Italians usually? Catholic. So are Hispanics in large numbers. Catholics have large families. Something about the birth control thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or lack thereof. Shall I break into the Monty Python song? <laughs> no, that's okay. When I first was brought into this extended family, and Mike, you should be able to uh, attest to some of this, being that... Uh, the demographics we've talked about uh, yes. are included on your in-law side. Yes. They have large families. Nothing against that. I have nothing against that. But because they have large families, they uh, their homes tend to be loud. And if you want to participate in a conversation. Got to be louder than the next guy. You've got to be louder and willing to interrupt people and not be bothered by an interruption. I remember when I first came into the family and I'd try to say something kind of soft-spoken and I'd get interrupted, and they'd finally realize about 10 minutes later, oh, you were trying to say something. I don't even remember what it was. Don't worry about it. That was, you know, that was 20 minutes ago. And I think that's just part and parcel of, uh, again, the culture and yeah, the size of the families. And I came from a very small family. I mean, after my dad died, there were just three of us left. Uh, not a whole lot of uh, table talk. Uh, towards After my dad died, not a whole lot of table dinners with everybody there anyways. So... You know, it wasn't the same kind of uh, dim 
uh, interaction I was used to. I was more of a soft-spoken individual. I know that's hard to believe, but uh, that's the way it was. So no, I, don't have, I, don't, I, I don't have so much problem now interrupting people and just saying what I want to say. I didn't back then. I was respectful of my elders and people trying to finish their thoughts. Now I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Screw you. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Hey, you're not supposed to cuss. It's California non-cussing week. Come on, God bless America. <laughs> I gotta, okay. I gotta say, I, be, being Stupidest thing there. they've ever done in, in up number, in number of Number of times uh, I remember when I... Uh, uh, first went over to your in-laws house and I'd be trying to get into the conversation and finally your uh, father-in-law just looks at me and goes you gotta be quick otherwise you're gonna be lost and it's like and it's so true hey. and, it, and it's still the same way now and, and the wife finally realizes uh, she goes has it always been this bad? <laughs> yes well I, I but when I, you live when you live amongst it you don't notice it it's just part of part and parcel of what you do right and I, I uh, I, I, well, I, I'm very embarrassed. I've been to Disneyland with my in-laws, and uh, quite frankly, two of the sisters-in-laws, I'd rather shoot myself in the head um, than go on certain attractions with them. Shut the fuck up. Well, I, I, I we are it. on a ride. You know, it's they don't get it. They think it's all about, and part of it is a generational thing because the one that's the worst is twenty-some years younger than us. And that I'm sorry, that generation is is far more me than the '80s generation, and they just don't give a crap, and they're yeah. all about them. Well, I, I, I'm in. Both of you can probably remember how my grandmother, when I took her to Disneyland in the latter years of her life there, and I remember some of the times she would just get onto some of these conversations, and she was already a little hard of hearing, and she wouldn't realize how loud she was being when she was asking certain things in the rides and then she wasn't quite sure what was going on so she's asking me to narrate and tell her the story as we're going through uh richard i don't know what this what is that going on? are you sure are you sure it wasn't ricky can you <laughs> it might have been ricky too but no but in, in later years uh she called me richard so i grew up a little bit all right so um here's another one this is a this is a good follow-up to um, um, some some of our bullshit on the Olympic show. Uh, hey, guys, they were using Olympias at the Olympics, a knockoff <laughs> of the Zamboni instead of the real Zamboni. Yeah, we need we need to mention that we're talking I, about yes, the ice. Yes, I okay. Thank you, thank you for the correction for those who don't know what a Zamboni is. No, there uh, are those that don't. Well, if, they obviously, to the obviously Van- if they watch the Olympics, I'm sure they knew what a Zamboni uh, was. Or obviously, in Vancouver, they didn't know what a, what a Zamboni was because they got Olympias instead. Or if they would have listened to our, that particular show, they would have uh, understood where we are going here. I don't really get that as most of the new Zambonis are electric. Not even sure if they make the propane Zamboni any longer. I know after you guys talked about it, you most likely didn't think twice about it. And probably don't care. And quite frankly, you're probably you're probably right. right. <laughs> Just had to send you that info. I grew up in the ice arenas and drove a Zamboni for a job for all of high school and college. For fun, check out the Gear Daddy song. I want to drive a Zamboni. Did you happen to catch his email address here? Zamboni man. man. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. His, his email, email address, address is Zamboni man. 
Um, nope, that's not what it says. At the very bottom, Tom Wretch, New Hope, Minnesota. Oh, it's his home email. I'm looking at the one where it actually came from. Yes. Oh, no. it, which is a total, I'm like, what? <laughs> Who gives a crap? Uh, but yeah, Zamboni Man 333. A lot of people have uh, Zamboni Man. And then he followed up real quickly, or I can send you a copy of the CD if you want it. Thank you. Have a great day. I'm going to have to listen to that song. Well, I think I know what may be tagged at the end of this show if Mike can find it, but uh, uh, we'll see. You know, the uh, interesting thing about the Zambonis, um, the Zamboni family lived here in L.A. Somebody cares. Somebody cares, yes. Uh, um, so because sure. Zamboni was invented over at the Paramount Ice Rink where I used to ice skate when I was a little kid. My mother what, would take what, what What city is that in? Uh, Paramount. Actually, I looked it up, and I think it was Pasadena. No, it's not Pasadena, where the ice rink was. No, I'm just saying, I thought I saw, I looked up, um, uh, oh, Paramount. That's what Richard said. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Not Pasadena. Oh, by the way, uh, the Lone Eagle, Michael Eddie the Eagle Edwards. And he was over in Vancouver this last week, too. Oh, nice. Yes, the ice resurfer is a truck-like vehicle or smaller device used to clean and smooth the surface of an ice rink. The first ice resurfer was developed by Frank Zamboni in 1949 in the city of Paramount, California. Are you are you at the Zamboni website? No, I'm on the Wikipedia. Website. Well, I'm at I'm at Zamboni's website, and they have the news release about the the Olympics. The Zamboni oh, yeah. company would like to express our deep concern regarding a controversy at the 2010 Olympic Games in Vancouver involving our company and trademark. It has been widely reported that during the women's 3,000-meter and men's 500-meter speed skating events... <coughs> shoot! <coughs> oh, he's, he's dying here. <clears throat> the ice resurfacers had some difficulties. Unfortunately, it is also widely reported that these machines were Zamboni machines, which, in fact, they were not. Since then, many news articles and TV stories have corrected this mistake, and we are continuing to try to address those that have not. We would also like to correct the impression that the reason our competitors' machines were chosen in the first place was because they were electric-powered, inferring that Zamboni could not supply similar green units. For the record, Zamboni produced its first electric machine for use at the 1960 Winter Olympic Games in Squaw Valley. 1920? 1960. We just talked about wow. the Olympic Games in Squaw Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Since then, we have been the exclusive supplier of battery-powered ice surfacers for the Winter Olympic Games in Turin, Nagano, and Lillehammer, as well as alternative fueled machines in Salt Lake. For Vancouver, Zamboni was given an opportunity to bid our electric machines. We were not successful in being awarded the contract. And while we were disappointed with this outcome, we accepted it as a result of a fair bidding process. Finally, the Zamboni company will not will have no public comments regarding this controversy out of respect for the Games of Vancouver and especially for the athletes participating in them. It is our sincere hope that the remainder of the Games continues to focus on and showcase their incredible performances in pursuit of the Olympic ideal and dream. Frank J. Zamboni Company. That's just funny. You know, what, you know what I find interesting? Yeah, there's a little thing here that uh, tells you how to pronounce Zamboni. Then it says, it's a federally... U.S. and internationally registered trademark, though the term is often used as a generic colloquialism for ice resurfacing. It's like just, it's like just, Xerox and Kleenex. I say, like Xero, Xerox, Kleenex, all that were, uh, yeah, it's just become known. I, I find it somewhat interesting, though I didn't think we'd go back to the whole Zamboni thing, that Paramount, California develops a machine 
and we're not exactly and there's cold. no ice going on here yeah yeah there's no i mean well, it's just for you know the surface the rinks and you would think it would have come out of some place like canada or wisconsin or you know norway some place um you know that probably would use it more than paramount well what it was was the zambonis actually had a ice manufacturing plant and they decided to build an ice skating rink out there and to be able to resurface and get some of the stuff out you know there was the old ways of basically just putting you know scraping it by hand and putting the water over the top of it and let it freeze then they uh started creating uh newer and better ways of handling it but that's where it came from was uh, iceland is the name of the rink over in uh paramount and it was owned by, I'm not sure if it's still owned, but it was owned by the Zambonis, and they were the ones that created the Zamboni machine. Okay. So, enough said. And, you know, I was just, like I said, my, my uh, son was doing his uh, ice skating over here at uh, Anaheim Ice, formerly Disney Ice. And uh, got a couple of, I think, just one Zamboni over there that uh, resurfaces both, uh, both rinks over there. So, enough said. Yeah, enough said, definitely. <laughs> kind of interesting, though. A small little, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, you know what? The story of an American immigrant. Done That's true. There you go. Legal immigrant. <clears throat> yeah. All make, right. <laughs> let's make that distinction. Uh, all right. What else? Uh, what else we got? Uh, of course. We have that peopleofthepark.com. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We we should at least mention it. Uh, hey guys, my sister sent me a link to this site, and I thought you might enjoy it. You must have a sense of humor about it, and you may even have some of your own submissions. Maybe Westfest photo contest. Oh gosh, I don't know. Uh, go to www.peopleofthepark.com. All one it's, word. Yeah, all one word. Uh, according to Libby from Des Moines, it's all good fun. Yeah, if, if you're familiar with people at Walmart, then you'll understand what this one's about. Yeah, there was some scary stuff on there. Um, yeah, you might want to check to make sure you're not on there. Who are you talking to? Just the people in general. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, right. uh, see, Josh thanked us for about all the imp- the work Richard did for the um, dietary needs. His his question that he brought up. So we should just say. You're uh, welcome. welcome. Hope that works out. Thank you, Richard, for uh, diving in deep to uh, to all that stuff. Oh, hey, bro. you know what? We have a mouse buster. Did we? Oh, we didn't. We haven't done any research for that yet. That was that hippie. Well, which thing. mouse buster? And it was the hippie thing about the dress code and all that. Uh, uh, I feel pretty confident to say yes. Uh, it's it's correct, but I, we should look into it uh, a little more. We talked okay. about the freeze the freeze mob, right? I'm, I need yes, to, flash mob. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, we still have that one big one that um, uh, from Scott. It's it's a you know it can be a show. There's like six questions, uh, so we we should get to that eventually. Um, Another possible show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was, Best full immersion. Top track. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Now did we do? I see. Uh, hello guys. See it sent from his iPhone. Hello Greg, Mike, and Paul. I mean Shaft. <laughs> um. Love the show. Been listening for a couple months now, and I really like the format. Almost like talk radio with a Disney twist. Cool, Greg. I heard you on or the just last show. Disney. Yes, Greg. I heard you on the last show commenting about how you haven't got 
for having people uh, subscribe to Netflix and Imaginary in my way. Uh, it could be they are no longer working the affiliate. Uh, oh, they are, and I, I checked into that. Uh, they blame it on uh, Netflix for being slow, or if, uh, let's say, Mike, in the past you had tried the two-week free trial out and you did it again, I don't get paid because you tried it before. Oh, okay. They, rem- they remember. And, and I don't uh, seem to remember that being told to me at like the time. Um, oh, and then he sent, sent another one. Oh, me again. By the way, my name is J.D. from Aurora, Colorado. He forgot to uh, to sign his name. Uh, okay. Hi, Greg. Had to laugh when I heard the call at the end of the Frontline Observation Show. Seems to fit in perfect with the mood of the show. Did you choose it or did Mike? I pray for your employment situation. I hope it's looking up. Now, I did respond to him and told him it was you, that you produced the show. Unless, I pretty much told him, if you're not on the show, then I'll take care of it. If you're on the show, you take care of it. That's, and for the most part, you're always on the show. Yes. A couple so of absences kind of, here and there. Yeah, that's kind of the way the show's produced. Um, or not produced, if you want to. And sometimes they just, you know, those things just pop into the head. And other times, nothing comes and... I just put the standard tag at the end. Yeah, it happens. All right, gentlemen, I'm humbly sorry for stringing together my th- of thoughts from my previous email. This is, again, Darth Vader's... Yeah, you already read this one. No, no, I didn't. Uh, uh, we read the thing from the uh, boards. Yeah, and this came on the same day. I know, but uh, he adds a... F- Few other Dude, little if things. Dude, if you could bash him too much, man, he's gonna come down I, on this hard. I'm not. I'm not bashing. I'm staying in good graces with Lord, Lord. Vader. Um, I'm just following up with what he wrote. I used. I was using my iPod, and it seems that I type way too quickly for it to keep up. I, I've been there, done that. I'm utterly embarrassed for the poor quality and wording of my previous emails. I'm not bashing here, Greg. You are correct in the fact that I often type slower than I'm thinking, and thus the readability of the message can get blurred. I thank you for taking the time to read my emails and absolutely love all the shows that you put out and the time that is involved. P.S. Greg, write the book as I love the the behind-the-scenes stories and all their glory. I would especially like hearing your sarcastic views and innuendos. Darth Vader, a.k.a. AZ Trainer, on the boards. All right. So we have followed up now with another email. All right. Now. Now what? We are – we agreed to finish – finish in an hour did we yes we did we're us sickies and, and so now we're there oh okay so you're just gonna cut us off we're not gonna get into brian's email just no no we gotta we gotta save that for something separate because there's no way in hell that we're gonna do okay, an fine. imw type show ask everyone's opinion all right pussy and get so yeah you know you invite you invite the response that I just wanted to slam the shit out of you with it, but I'm not, I'm going to be the good guy and Are just keep you my now? mouth quiet. Yes. Okay, you try. That. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, so there's something I wanted to mention though. Micecast is using a oh, new. So you can keep going, but I can't. So that's that's quick. Well, I'm going to give business. It's going to be company business, and then we're done. Okay. Um, there's a new shirt vendor. For mice cast gear, really? Who? Uh, it's called. It's nice to be. It's nice to be kept in the loop on these things, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's called Spread Shirt. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, to take off on spreadsheet, I guess. I don't know, but that's, I'm sorry, it's not where my mind was. But, but their, <laughs> but their prices are uh, significantly 
uh, more reasonable than Zazzle was for shirts anyway. Well, Zazzle, I didn't think was every reasonable. Uh, Cafe Press is, but the quality is not as good. So, so uh, yeah. So, like, we're in the $20 range for basic shirts now. Did we do the steaming pile of DF poop yet? No, it, well, no I haven't worked that up. Uh, Actually, I don't know. I'd say in the old days, Disney Security would probably uh, reject that shirt out of the park. But considering today's security, they might give us a pass to come back another time. Sure. That shirt. Anyway, so there's – oh, and there's a DF Wing shirt there as well. The nice. first The first DF Wing shirt is available. And you can get a polo in the proper color now. So there's that. So that that's on our website with the store link. Yes, store. It's you can see the shirts there, and then Matt, Zazzle still has the mugs and other stuff there. And uh, what else? Westfest. We're still working up our prize, right, Greg? We're still working up on. I, we're still working that up. Well, I've got a little time. I have not done the next version yet. No, but yes, we we have a game. Uh, we don't. I, I think we've decided on. What yep. the price will be, but we're not going to say yet. Correct. So uh, I guess now you can, uh, for those who are lazy and don't go to the DPN, which is quite a few of you. Um, yeah, present company included, I think. Well, if nothing's happening. Why go? <laughs> um, Apparently enough for you to miss something, huh? Well, something like that should be discussed with everybody, but, you know, I'm not going to go into that. Okay. Here. All right. Um, you can make your announcement. Oh, I could say the entertainment. entertainment. Yes, Skipper yeah. Stand Up is the entertainment. We have chosen well, Skipper Stand Up. What the hell is a Skipper Stand Up? It's a stand up comedy routine that is completely manned by current and former Jungle Cruise skippers. Are they good? I think so. <laughs> Will they entertain me? I hope so. <laughs> Are they entertaining? I hope they're better than what is that? Dude that shows up on a few podcasts. I think he's on Ricky Skipper. Is this? Not, oh. I, I want to say Skipper Dan. No, no, I know, I, I know you're going there too, but no, it's not Skipper Dan. Um, Bob I, Skipper Bob. No, I don't think. Real? Are they made from real girls? I mean, uh, from real skippers? Yes. Oh, okay. I only see one T-shirt here. No, I don't see any turtleneck or whatever you were. I said polo. Click on the shirt. Oh, yeah, I have to click in because it. Yes. You would think they would have a picture for every shirt, not have to click well, in. Well, once you first. click into it, then you'll get the picture for all the shirts. Uh, oh, very nice. Very nice. Now, now all I need to do is try to afford one. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I don't know how that goes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, whatever the guy's name is, he's been on Lou and Bob show. He is not funny. I know who you're I, talking about. I don't even know if he's a real skipper, but he, he uh, Lou and Bob put out a. Uh, Jungle Cruise show once and let this dude do the narration. Ben the Skipper. Ben the Skipper. Ben skipper the Sk Ben, whatever. Yes, skipper Ben. Not yeah. funny. In fact, more people I talk to agree with me than don't. Not a funny guy. I have no idea if he was a real skipper, but he sure thinks he's funny. Uh, so. All right. Well, anyway, so yes, that that's the that was an announcement that I couldn't make last week because I was still in negotiations. So, how much is it for me to enjoy these exciting skippers going down the rivers of adventure in our showroom? <laughs> your banquet, so, your, the banquet ticket the price banquet facility, has yes. been set at forty-four dollars. Forty-four dollars? What do you think I'm made of? So, we get a discount if we buy more than one ticket? No. <sighs> you get a discount if you buy before a certain date. And what what would that date be? March nineteenth. That's coming up pretty quick. Yes. 
So there's no buy one for 44, two for 80, huh? Negative. That would have been a good deal. Well, for you, Greg, we can buy one for 44 or two for 88. But just for you. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, she's staying home. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So anyway, that's, uh, that's what's going on with that. And if you keep the schedule. Cool. Well, now, keep, isn't there something else going on, like early pokey or uh, pokey or Earl? Yes, yeah, so it's all, it's all. if you go to the dpn.com, the schedule is right there on the front page. So a lot of people don't do that, so why don't we do it right here? Aren't all the shows supposed to have a little, like... I want uh, to encourage them to go. <laughs> or is, is there anything on Facebook? Are you running the Facebook thing yet? I am not. What do you mean running the Facebook thing? Isn't there, like, a DPN Facebook page? Yeah, I do not know. You don't know who's nope. who's running the show around here. Jeez, oh, I got enough going on with the site itself, yeah. and Twitter, the Twitter account. That's enough. <sighs> oh boy, that's that's a sad so. shame that you don't even know what's going on with the place. But anyways, uh, aren't we supposed to be running a promo, or will ours always be live? Ours will be live because we're that type of way. Because where where do you drop it? Right now, at the end, say goodnight, then play the promo. I don't know. If yours haven't dropped by now, I can't do anything for you. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Hey, Richard thought it was funny. You got one laugh. You got your cur- <laughs> you got the courtesy chuckle from your sidekick there. Well, it wasn't courtesy because he did it right away. When it's a few minutes later when he's figured it out, that's the courtesy. Well, yeah. That's not courtesy at that point. That's just Well, that's I can tell the difference. I- whether it was worth it or not. Whether it was I can, worth I can tell the difference. He goes, ha, <laughs> And you're like, okay, that's that's the courtesy. That wasn't the courtesy. So I can tell. All right. So, yeah, that's the extent of the business I wanted to get out there. All right. So they should go to the website. Is all that problems that I did read about on the DPN with registration, is that all gone? Yes. I had I had the wrong link. Yeah, so I wasn't, I wasn't processing the, the mail request properly. Okay, but that's all fixed, so people yes, can... Yes, people have actually registered without a hassle, believe it or not. Very cool. As a matter of fact, well, no, well, I'll save that for offline. How, um, is there a certain amount, is there a cutoff, like, even if, let's say it's March 19th, as you said, the cutoff date for the cheap ticket, right? Correct. Could it sell out by March 15th? I mean, is there a, a magic number that would sell this thing out? Yes, there's a magic number. We mean the number of people? Yeah, is there yes. a max? Is there a maximum, yeah. Yes, there is, and I don't you're, think... You're I, not give that out either. I don't think we'll reach it. Oh, okay. Well, because, that's very place, uh, positive place, thinking of you. Well, the place is pretty big. Do you think, think it can expand, right? They said they'd open up yes, the wall. Yes, yes, so... So, so but, we can't we can't expand still, beyond the, the room size. But still, that's not an excuse to wait. Do you still want to buy your tickets early so you get a yes. cheaper ticket? Yes. So buy those tickets now. Make your well, plans. Make well, your vacation plans to be coming out here. See, now. I would I would have gone the other way, Mike. I would said yes, it could sell out. So the it sooner you buy, out, yes. the better chances. True, are. true. You know, there is. But, but I, Mike's trying to go with the truth in the advertising here. Correct. You know, I'm not the. I'll tell you. If we if we if we sold that it's, room out, then we may as well take it to Festival of Fools Arena. And you know what that number is, right, Greg? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. And that's going to be a shame if we had five people show up and it's Carnegie Hall. Yeah. <laughs> well, you sound like a smoker today, Richard. Yeah, I may as well start taking that bad habit up. Just go ahead. I'm sorry. It's, um, like I said, this cold is just doing one good number on me. Yeah, I, I, I know. I was there. I was there Thursday of last week. 
Yeah. I was actually there yesterday too, and Friday. So. And you know, my my doctor's on vacation this week, so wait until next week when he comes back, and we'll talk to him then. Until then. All right. So, so. are we done then? We're done, right? Well, you guys want to be done. I have nothing better to do, so you know I can be here all night. Okay. So and you probably will. switch over to the Magic My Way channel then for that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we had a live 365, I would just switch right over and keep going, but uh, we don't have that. Oh, no. oh well. All right then. I'm gonna say good night. You do that. Good night. Good night. Good night.